0: on to week 17 keys to victory for those 49ers to defeat the washington commanders jacoby Brissett getting the start for washington little cam versus devo and a whole lot more coming at you right now you are locked on 49ers your daily san francisco 49ers podcast
1: part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: Welcome to Lockdown 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to Faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, crock. We got to get into this uh, matchup with the 49ers at the Washington commanders. It's an important matchup. 49ers still have some business to tend to, to get that one seed in the NFC. Um, I think I have a good feeling about how this game is going to go, but I want to bounce that off you here in a little bit. Uh, but first uh, let's talk about some of the nonsense that that's going on this week uh, between Debo Samuel and Cam Newton, because really it's it's just kind of funny. Um, and uh, Debo apparently got catfished a little bit and someone pretending they were Cam Newton, which uh, is funny because Debo at first was like, who's this? I don't even know who this is. And he's like, it's Cam. And the, his response was, I don't know who this is. What You know, so he didn't even believe it was cam at first. And then he did say it was cam that was asking him to come on the podcast. And so it turns out it wasn't cam. It was somebody that had his number from back in the day at South Carolina. Uh, and then the whole back and forth of Debo saying that that cam disrespected his quarterback. So, uh, I don't know it, it's uh, to, to me it's it's funny and it's comical and uh, we, we have kind of talked about some of the Cam Newton stuff and his original game changer versus game manager comments um, that I thought was just a lazy take so I've kind of moved off of the cam stuff but uh, it's kind of funny to see the the Debo versus cam stuff now Debo's sticking up for his quarterback I like that
1: you know my question is sticking up for for what like what is he sticking up to
0: Look, whether or not you take it as disrespect and you know, wide receivers are, are built like that. You know how wide receivers are. Uh, he took, Debo took it as disrespect whether or not cam meant it as disrespect and he treated it accordingly. So that's what he's sticking up for in his mind. Is it valid? I don't know. I I, I don't, I, I stopped listening to cam the, the moment I heard that first, that first thing that he said about the game changer versus game managers. I was like, guys, I don't need to listen anymore of, of cams nonsense
1: i get the i i get the sense that a lot of the fan base the faithful feel the same way as debo samuel felt about what cam newton said and even after he kind of tried to address it and and clear it up you know here's my thing i'm seeing a lot of everybody saying that people are hating on brock Purdy and this and the other i don't think it's i don't i don't there's some people, right? Like Michael Parsons, when he said, and I thought he was joking when he said it, it came off as he was joking, but if you just read it on a piece of paper, it doesn't look like he was joking, you know, but he talked about how, man, you know, I can throw to Tyreek Hill. I can throw to the 49ers receiver. Like put me in those offenses. I can play quarterback. I think he was kind of joking, but I feel like that's a lot of respect for the ability of a Tyreek Hill. I think that's him speaking more towards the ability of, and, and how much talent, the 49ers have on the roster as opposed to putting down the current quarterbacks in that system. That that was how I looked at it. Now, maybe I'm being biased and whatnot, but I do know at least from things I've said about Brock Purdy, there are people out there that truly think Kroc doesn't like Brock Purdy or doesn't think he's good. I'm like, Where are you coming from with it? Like, I've never said those things. Like, I always have felt like he's good. I always think that he has done a really good job. He's been exceptional. He's been the best quarterback I've seen play for the 49ers, and I don't know how long. Now, how good or how great is he? And I think that's where the water gets a little muddy. And there are some people that even if you come off and say, man, I think he's really good, I don't think he is this amazing quarterback, but he's been terrific and amazing for us. Somehow that comes off as some kind of disrespect or like a backhanded compliment. And I think 49er fans, the faithful, this is me talking to y'all. I don't think that everybody should be get so up in arms or so emotional over someone's opinion or how much praise they give a player. You know, uh, we can look at any player on this roster. I get accused of being like this Trey Lance. Stand. I don't care about Trey Lance. He's on a whole nother team. I, I liked when they drafted him and I thought he had a lot of promise and they got rid of him because they didn't feel the same. And all right, he's gone. Like, okay, we got bigger and better things going on right now. Fortnite playing extremely well. But for whatever reason, it's a really hot topic anytime you bring up Trey Lance. And it's a really hot topic if you're not saying that Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the league. And I think it's kind of it's strange to put people in a really weird space.
0: I mean, fan is short for fanatics. So uh, the, y- 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 unless you... Keep ultimate praise on a team's favorite player, on, on, a, on a on a fan's favorite player. They might come at you sideways. And to be honest with you, um, as far as Debo's concerned, stay mad because th- you're better mad anyway, Debo. So I, whatever, <laughs> you have to manufacture a chip on your shoulder, whatever it is, I'm here for it. I hope Brock Purdy's mad. I hope Trent Williams is mad. I hope everybody's mad uh, after that loss, especially for the 49ers, because uh, you got to bounce back quick. And I do think that the Washington Commanders potentially are running into a buzzsaw because there is going to be 53 mad dudes uh, out there. Uh, we got to get into the injury report as well before we get into some specifics about this game uh, because the injury report, Croc, is is getting a little bit bigger. It's it's growing a little bit now, and it, which is worrisome. And you gotta, you know, that that first round buy is important because uh, they're gonna need to to lick their wounds a little bit. And uh, I'm gonna go through the Thursday practice report here and all of the did-not-participates and all of the limited practitioners for the 49ers, and a couple of interesting names that were fully participating in practice. Let's start with the those that did not participate. Eric Armstead, uh, you know, don't be shocked if Eric Armstead doesn't play until the, the playoffs start. You know, he's got the the plantar fascia foot thing going on that's worse than the knee, but it's still foot and knee on the injury report for Eric Armstead, not at practice Uh, turf toe for Aaron Banks, not at practice. Jair Brown, knee injury in the last game. He's not practicing right now. Ross Dwelly's got an ankle. Juwan Jennings still in concussion protocol. And we've seen some guys zip through concussion protocol this year. So that one uh, has definitely lingered for Juwan Jennings, which is not a great sign. Not at practice. Uh, Running back Jordan Mason has an illness, so not an injury. He wasn't at practice. Hopefully he's cleared up and, and ready to go for Sunday uh, Christian McCaffrey getting a vet day as well and then backup tackle Jalen Moore has a concussion and we saw how the 49ers ended up shaking up their offensive line in that game and Burford was kicking out the right tackle and you had McKivitz on the left side and you had um, uh, Ben Barch jumping in at left guard when when Aaron Banks was out and and that's not an ideal way to go about things especially with uh, a couple of good defensive linemen even though Washington traded a couple of their linemen I I got we got to talk about the interior guys that they still have there in Washington that the 49ers have to block up limited participants in practice. Croc Oren Burks linebacker knee Uh, Javon Hargrave hamstring injury. Uh, There is Debo Samuel with a neck injury limited at practice this week. And Ambry Thomas has both knee and hand injuries limited and Trent Williams with his growing injury limited at practice as well. A couple of notes here on the full participants in practice. One is a huge one is Brock Purdy. And he had that stinger that he left the game with and never ended up coming back into the game. Not benched, not benched Brock Purdy. Um, But Sam Darnold did finish that game, obviously, for the 49ers. Brock Purdy says he's fine with the shoulder. uh, He's fully participating in practice. Elijah Mitchell back at practice. He's been nursing a knee injury for uh, a while. And how about this one? Wide receiver Danny Gray fully participating in practice. Might this be a Danny
1: Gray Gray game, Croc? I forgot he was even on the team. Uh, If he can do something on special teams, I I think that would be his best way to kind of make an impact. You have Debo Samuel back there returning kicks. Uh, We know that Debo can be really good and dangerous. I really like the usage in the past of Debo returning where, hey, it's a big moment. It's a big game. Let's put Debo back there and see if we can get some better field position. But having Debo back there returning every single kickoff, I think that's less than ideal. So if a guy like Danny Gray can go back there and return kicks, which I I don't think we've really seen that. But if he can do it, then that would be really good. And that would be his best way to kind of make his way onto the active game day roster. And then from there, hey, maybe you come in and you have an opportunity to make a play. We've seen that from Ronnie Bell. Maybe that could be Danny Gray. And then continue to work in, you know, to work towards being in college Shanahan's has good graces.
0: And Danny Gray did make some plays in training camp. And, you know, usually it's a pretty big jump in year two for wide receivers. And he hasn't had that chance to to show his growth in his sophomore season yet. So interesting if Danny Gray is able to get on the field for the 49ers. And this is a secondary that the 49ers could absolutely uh eat against. And, and I don't want to get to that here shortly more on how those injuries impact the 49ers what to look for in this game keys to victory versus jacoby Brissett led washington commanders next today's episode of locked on 49ers is brought to you by linkedin jobs when you're hiring for your small business you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster And for free, we're talking about a network of a billion professionals at LinkedIn. LinkedIn isn't just some other job board. This is a vast network making hiring easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours at LinkedIn Jobs. And LinkedIn Jobs even has launched a feature now that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com/slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So looking at this injury report for the 49ers, um, they were they were banged up in this game. And you're never just going to walk over opponents in the NFL, even though I like this matchup and I like what I mentioned earlier. An angry 49ers team, a bounce back 49ers team uh against a, a defense, especially like they have in Washington, aside from a couple of of players that that can really be gouged and has been gouged many times this season especially in the second half of the year since the the trade deadline and losing both of their pass rushers one of which is now a san francisco 49er in chase young but with this vast injury report Croc, um the offensive line is 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 where i worry a little bit and hopefully Trent Williams can go. He said he's going to be fine. We'll see if that means he's just, you know, taking it easy this week and then he'll be out there on Sunday. If not, things get a little bit more dicey for that 49ers offensive front. You don't want to get Brock Purdy. Who's dealing with his, you know, shoulder stinger injury. You don't want to get him a hit often. And um, obviously it all starts up front with the run game as well. And we know how much success Christian McCaffrey's had running to that left side behind, uh, behind Trent Williams and Aaron Banks. And so, looking unlikely that Aaron Banks is going to play. If Trent Williams doesn't play, then it's a big shakeup again with that offensive line. And, you know, Jalen Moore is also dealing with the concussion; a backup left tackle there. So um, not ideal to have your, you know, your second team offensive line potentially in there in any game, but you got to get these guys healthy for the playoffs, but you still got to, you still got some work to do crock. And so uh, I, I never like throwing a a really shaky offensive line out there for your, for your quarterback.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's probably why we didn't see, Brock Purdy out there finishing the game. There are a lot of people, and even I was talking to David, and he said, oh, Brock Purdy and Sam Howell, they both got benched. And I was thinking, oh, I don't think our quarterbacks are in the same uh, kind of conversation going on there. Like, Sam Howell really got benched. Brock Purdy, he was hurt. You're down tackles. Do I want to continue to put my quarterback in harm's way where he potentially can have an even worse type of injury? No. So let's keep him out from this game, see if we can get some offensive line back healthy, uh, you know, heading into this game that would be A big concern of mine, obviously, Bob Purdy has to play regardless of if there's Jalen Moore or if there is Trent Williams out there. But you definitely want those guys because the 49ers offensive line hasn't been great this season, you know, regardless. So if you have even reserves in there, it can get a little stickier there. And I'm pretty sure I don't need the we don't need the 49. Me we don't need me to tell the 49 fan base that everybody has harped on how poorly they feel the offensive line has played. So you're down Trent Williams and his backup. That would not be ideal at all. So I would assume that both of those guys will be there to play, and the 49ers start to look more like what they've looked like throughout the year, which I think. It's not a bad offensive line. I know the grades say something different, but typically when I watch them, I think that they do a good enough job for the Niners to have the efficiency that they've had throughout this year, whether it's running the ball or through the air.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I I totally agree there. And, uh, you know, even starting the game, you know, before Trent Williams went out, there's still too much pressure on Brock Purdy. And, you know, partly that was a good plan by, by the Baltimore Ravens, but uh, you, you want to ruin a game real quick, get a bunch of pressure on your quarterback up front and, and put you in third and longs because you can't run the ball either. So uh, super important for the way the 49ers play. And uh, that's definitely something to monitor heading into this game, the safety situation too, because you already at without Palanoa Hufanga now Jair Brown with a knee injury uh, is not practicing this week. And the 49ers did sign Logan Ryan, a, um, uh, a couple weeks ago so he's been the veteran uh veteran presence out there in practice he's working at safety and the 49ers also have um uh isaiah uh oliver who's you know started as a the nickel guy and he's been getting work at safety as well so we might see
1: those two that they can call who's that Eric crocker Hey, I'm not fast enough to play cornerback anymore. But if you put me out there at safety, do some too high. Don't put me in quarters because then I'll be matched with a guy, you know, vertically having to, you know, kind of match with his speed. Not an ideal situation to put this version of Eric Crocker in. But if you guys need a safety, somebody to do some too high type stuff, some two man, I can definitely drop down and play more of a robber type safety. I am your guy. how at me, 49ers. Ball skills to boot. Yeah. Ball skills are still good. Ball skills are still good. Emergency quarterback, too. I've seen your pro day. Emergency, emergency quarterback. So, uh, you know, you'd have to have an emergency quarterback and then I'd be the emergency behind him.
0: To be honest with the athleticism from even an aging Eric Crocker, they could do worse than have you run around and, and pretend you're number eight if the 49ers have to go up against Lamar Jackson again in the Super Bowl. Maybe a little practice squad action, practice squad quarterback, and, and reserve safety as well. Eric Crocker uh, is a is a renaissance man. He can do it all.
1: Yeah, yeah you know what? Actually, I, I like the thoughts of that. That fits with what they like to have anyways with the Swiss Army Knives.
0: Oh, yeah, OW. How about a DW? Defensive weapon. Eric Crocker.
1: There we go. I'm kind of big enough. To, you know, Hey, they like their linebackers a little bit smaller now anyway, so I might be able to fill some gaps there.
0: Um. Safety, though, uh, that's, you know, the, the 49ers have done an amazing job, and it's almost as if their safety position, you know, they haven't really drafted many high. They did trade up to get Jair Brown this year, but it's still only a third-round pick and, um, you know, still a later third-round pick at that. They haven't spent a lot of free agent dollars on on safeties. Jimmy Ward they brought back for for a pretty big number at one point, but, you know, it's just not – it's something that they've found really good safety play and not put a ton of resources in. So we'll see if that continues as they get a little bit banged up. And now you got the backup to the backup potentially starting for the 49ers this week at Washington.
1: I, I, I wish that they would invest a little bit more in the safety position. And I understand you haven't had a bunch of high draft picks. I, I like what we've seen so far from Jair Brown. Uh, you got Hufunga Hurt. Gibson has actually been very solid. Uh, zero touchdowns given up as a 49er. So that, and he's taken away the ball quite a few times as well. But, man, where's that, like, hyper-athletic, game-changing playmaker guy, right? Like, watching Kyle Hamilton, did yeah. that not make I fans want to say, you know what, uh, that's a really good football He's around everywhere. He's around the line of scrimmage. He's making tackles. He's backing coverage. He's getting multiple interceptions. Matter of fact, he got pancaked, smushed, a guy jumped on his back, and somehow, some way, he was in position to get an interception. Like that was one of the wildest things. I had no idea he was both guys. I didn't I, know either.
0: I, I did not, for the life of me expect that the guy that intercepted the ball was the one that Aaron Banks was laying on top of just a few seconds before that. I was blown away when I realized it was the same guy. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's why, is- by the way, that's why when you see offensive lineman pancake a guy and stay on top of him. That's why. Because you you still don't want to let your guy get up and make a play after you make a great play, block on him. So you just lay on
1: him. Yeah, that was a crazy play. But, yeah, man, like, let's invest a little bit more to have to go with a guy like Jair Brown. We go with, you know, Talanoa Hufunga. Uh, I would like to see that. But can't do anything about that right now. Logan Ryan come in, veteran, understands defenses, understands scheme. Uh, anybody that's coming from a Bill Belichick tree has been used with uh, a certain level of versatility. He's got to play cornerback. He's played safety. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know, if, if you have to start kind of digging deep into the roster between him and maybe bringing in a guy like, you know, Deontay Johnson or Dante Johnson, bring back some guys that at least they have an understanding of what they're doing to where they won't just be a big time liability
0: yeah so part of me just thinks that we should never worry about the safety position but at some point you know they're they're your last line of defense the and uh and we saw <laughs> to be honest with you uh it, it wasn't a great game for either of the 49ers safeties last week and to Sean Gibson's thrown darn near a perfect game since he's been a 49er and so it was odd to see him you know and there was a couple of back-to-back plays where he had to you know um the the penalty that he didn't deem to make and potentially even could have picked that ball off and played the ball to the, the man a little bit more and then um you know so just a couple bad back-to-back plays there and so yeah just keep an eye on that safety position keep an eye on the offensive line 49ers coming in this one a little bit. Banged up. Next, keys to victory. What the 49ers have to look out for. And Washington has a new starting quarterback and a couple of really good defensive tackles that the Niners have to get blocked. Next. Today's episode of Locked on 49ers is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two minute warning. You got it. That's your cue to order in for me. I love the Bullet Bourbon Wings at Keysar Pub in San Francisco. So if you're local, that's a good one to hit. For your football, uh, for your football watch party, pizza, wings, soda, burgers, whatever it is, it's all on DoorDash. And how about you just need that last ingredient? Maybe you got the burgers on the grill; you just need some buns. Retail, restaurants, and groceries—more tons of what you need for your football watch parties at Door DoorDash, DoorDash. And a special offer for our listeners. 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use code LOCK23 for 50% off up to $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more subject to change, terms apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers Stay Hot On FanDuel, And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins that first $5 bet at FanDuel. For example, Brock Purdy MVP, those, those odds got a little bit better for you if you're still believing in Brock as the MVP of this league. A couple more games, and we know how quickly that can change. It's been a different betting favorite every single week, I think, for the MVP award this year. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. 49ers Super Bowl, NFL draft props, NBA, NHL, you name it, you can find that action at FanDuel. So visit fanDuel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Picard, yeah are you a betting man? Uh yes. Depends. I like the parlays. I like to bet a little and potentially win a lot and I know the odds get infinitely longer, but that's why you get the like I don't enjoy as much going, okay, here's 20 bucks. Let's wait for 3 hours and see if I make 20 more bucks, you know? I want to yeah. say here's 20 bucks. Let's wait a few hours and see if I turn that into a 1000 bucks, right? Like that's 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 more fun for me. So I like the parlays.
1: I asked that because a lot of people, you know, after I want to say this was Tuesday morning, after Brock Purdy's game, he was no longer the favorite for MVP. Matter of fact, I don't think it was first, second, third. He might have been fourth or fifth. I said, hey, you know, if you still think that there's a chance that Purdy wins the MVP, this would be a good time to put some money on him while he's minus or plus 850, right? And I think a lot of people, oh, you're just going to throw your money away. It's like, well, part of betting is you want those kind of odds, right? Like you want to try to get in when he's at plus 850, and all right, like, let's see what happens. If he balls out these last two games, some other guys don't play well, and I got him at plus 850, which is still, that's not even as good as you could have gotten him a few months ago. You could have gotten, I saw some people that are like, man, I got him at plus 1600, or I got him at plus 2000, right? So, you know, uh, uh, $200 at plus 2000 wins you $4,000. So that would have been a great time, but Part of like the gambling aspect of it is not gambling or betting on the favorite because the, the payout's not good from there. It's betting on the underdog to kind of come through. So you know if you're on fan and you you're able to do all that, this is the time to jump in on it if you think that Brock Purdy will have a terrific last two games to maybe push for that MVP. You might lose it, but your 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 odds as far as the money that you can get back are the best right now as opposed to before the Baltimore game where he was at like minus 200. So you would have to put a hundred dollars down or excuse me, you have to put 200 down just to win a hundred like that. You don't want those odds.
0: Now's the time. Sean in the chat says Purdy is the key to victory. Purdy just needs to be Purdy. Brady Manning and all the greats had multiple four interception games in their careers. He is getting way too much criticism because he is Mr. Irrelevant. And I, I do think there's some truth to that because there's already been so much argument about Brock Purdy. Is he MVP? Is he even the best player on his offense And all this? And then he has a bad game. And so then the vultures are going to come out, right? Um, but it, it's like we talked about in the three-game losing streak, Croc. There were some good things that Purdy did as well. There were some tip passes in this game. Uh, I'm all about the rebound for Purdy, and this is the exact team to do it because we talked earlier this week about maybe there's a blueprint out there that the Ravens put out there, and you know they got all these good DBs and put more DBs on the field. Washington doesn't have that. Like they could have all the blueprints they want, uh, they they don't have the personnel to be able to pull off what the Ravens did against the 49ers. I think it's going to be a Purdy game. I think he's going to go off in this game, I think there will be more Purdy MVP talk after this one. It's going to be uh, uh it's going to be a feast. I think for that. 49ers offense against the secondary and against the, the Washington commanders defense, as long as they block those two defensive tackles, John Payne and Jonathan Allen, those are really good players inside. And so uh, banged up 49ers offensive line. It's really the only thing, the only way that I could see this thing going South for the 49ers on offense.
1: The 49ers, even with those four turnovers were down four points at halftime. The score was 16 to 12.
0: Yeah. You know, so talk- to more too, they were moving the ball.
1: Right. When we talk about being, you know, game manager versus, game changer I remember asking my guy Will Blackman like what he thinks the difference is and he's like man when you have a loaded team like the 49ers like really you want to go out there don't lose the game like don't turn the ball over don't do those things that's going to really put your team in a hole manage the game be efficient do those things and you should come out on top and I think that would have been the case even against Baltimore if you don't have all those turnovers and I think that would be the case uh, this game in Washington, they don't have the pass rush. Talking to David, they lost a lot, losing Jamar uh, Jamar Chase, Chase Young, losing uh, Sweat, you know, and now they don't have the pass rush. They don't really have the guys on the back end like that. So this is an opportunity to get back on track and, hey, Purdy, you don't have to go out there and be the guy. Just take care of the ball. Be efficient like you've been all year and get the ball in the hands of those playmakers and let them do their thing. So you do that. I don't think 49ers will have any issues, but it definitely starts with not turning over the rock.
0: Cam Curl's more of a thumper type of a strong safety. Uh they can definitely throw on him. Benjamin St. Juice, they can throw on him. Um, you know, Fuller's a little better corner, I think, as far as you know, stickiness and coverage, and and actually has their best grade on defense as far as PFF. Uh, grades go with an 83.1. So, um, yeah, but but I mean they've just been getting bombed on, and and so this is the this is the perfect get right team for the 49ers. Last road trip of the regular season, hopefully the last road trip until you know Las Vegas in February for the 49ers, right? So this is a big one. Get right, and I think Brock Purdy's gonna have a big game. I think it's gonna be. I mean, I'm, I think it's gonna be a 49ers. They're they're favored by like what is it, 13 points last I saw at FanDuel, 13 points, and I'm like, man, that's still not enough. Niners by a million. It, it, this is gonna be one of those this is gonna be one of those forty-two to, to ten wins for the 49ers. That that's what I'm predicting.
1: You threw out some of the names of the guys in the secondary, like curl or like Benjamin St. Juiced. And I think I mean I really like my chances with 49ers on the outside with Brandon Ayuk. And hey, you one-on-one with St. Juice, he's a longer corner. He is athletic. I think he has good feet. He actually reminded me a lot of Akella Witherspoon, maybe a little more physical than Spoon, yeah. uh, when he was coming out. But I remember you know watching him and seeing know what he looked like when he was coming out in the draft but I mean one-on-one I really like that matchup in favor of the 49ers with Brandon Ayuk now I know Kyle Shanahan his whole thing isn't so much to attack a specific cornerback or guy on the outside it's really more so about putting guys in conflict over the middle those linebackers second level so I'll be curious to see you know how are those guys in coverage do they have you know good eye discipline especially the 49ers get the run game going early I know that was a big emphasis a lot of fans want it, like, hey, too much passing. Let's run the ball a little bit more. So if you can kind of, you know, run to kind of open up and make people feel threatened by that run action and then hit some guys behind them, I think that will be a big uh, thing that the 49ers look to do, which that typically typically is their game plan. But if they can get to that, especially early in this game, you'll see some big hitters.
0: Uh, does going from Sam Howell to Jacoby Brissett change anything for you, Crock? I think it's kind of just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, really, but I don't know.
1: Uh, I always think that, you know, if you're a team and you have a veteran, I think Brissett, he started a lot of games in the in this NFL. Uh, he won't be a slouch at all. I think somebody like him gives you a better opportunity than the Sam Howell, who, you know, is still a little bit in over his head. There's, you know, a lot of things going on. Maybe guys on the offense not playing as well. They're dropping back and having him throw the ball 40 times a game. Like that's not ideal for any young quarterback for real. So, you know, they have a guy like Brissett in there that might just know how to handle things a little bit better, prepare and go out there and just play a game. I think that it's better for Washington. Now, would would either guy make that much of a difference versus 49ers? I don't, I don't know about that, but I would say that I like Bursette to give them a better chance against the 49ers than Sam Howell would have.
0: Just play a veteran role, not, you know, not lose the game. Uh, But if he's throwing the ball 40 times, probably a bad sign, just the same as it yeah. was with, with Sam Howell. Um, I think Rodney's on something here. For me, I would just say my last key to victory, Crock, is, is play cleaner, man. Um Rodney says key to victory, fix the penalties. They have secretly been haunting the 49ers a good part of the season. You know, uh, clean up the tackling, clean up the penalties, control the things you can control. Even if a team's got a better plan or they're making plays and they're beating you, you can control those types of things. So um, I, I think Rodney's onto something here, and you got to clean it up. they got to tackle better, and, you know, penalties, turnovers, th- those are always going to be huge keys to victory in the NFL.
1: Definitely. and I think It usually starts with turnovers. It starts with penalties. You, you don't want to get behind the eight ball in both of those. And I think Four ers were like last week. So uh, be a little bit more disciplined. And the discipline doesn't just stop there. You know, the tackling hasn't been great. Got to be disciplined with your tackling, with your angles, with your wrapping up. Uh, those are all areas I feel like the 49 can improve And everything for me. You know, I don't feel any differently about this team uh, today than I did prior to the Baltimore game. But you have to can start getting better at those things because when you are playing against another really good team, that's when it can bite you in the butt. It might not matter as much against Washington, but Washington won't be the standard, right? It is the teams like Baltimore. It will be, you know, not know Fortnite dominated Philly and Dallas, but those teams – Come playoff time. It will be, you know, the Rams. I think the Rams, they can potentially cl- clinch a playoff spot this weekend with a win. And then I think Seattle lost or something like that. But, you know, against teams like that, like where you have a uh, much better quarterback position. I mean, how many people are playing better quarterbacking right now than Matthew Stafford? Like, dude is hot. He's playing very well. So there's some teams in the NFC you won't be able to get away with poor tackling, uh, you know, penalties, turning the ball over. That's not a recipe for success for the 49ers as, you know, right now they're the favorites to go on a long playoff run. 42-10,
0: to 10, uh, one touchdown from Jacoby Brissett to Terry McLaurin, uh, even though it's too late for my fantasy team and Terry McLaurin and, uh, you know, disappointed me all year long with, with Sam Howell as much as he threw the ball. I thought there'd be a lot more fantasy points for Terry McLaurin. He's going to get one in this game, uh, and that's it. And uh, 49ers win big. By the way, Nick Mullins. Already benched. They're going to the rookie in Minnesota, Nick Mullins. So I wanted to just, uh, one more, one more Nick Mullins drop, last opportunity for that one. And um, not even drafted. That's that. Uh, a rough one for former 49ers quarterbacks this year. And uh, Brock, back on track. Thanks everybody out there for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And of course, Kroc and I will be back here to break all of it down post game Lockdown 49ers.
1: Oh. <laughs>